Thanks to LinkedIn for supporting this episode of Market Foolery. Find the right people for your business this year at LinkedIn.com slash fool and get $50 off your first job post. That's LinkedIn.com slash fool. Terms and conditions apply. It's Monday, January 7th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today, Seth Jason in the house. Terms and conditions apply to that, too. <laughs> I think that's fair to say with any analyst who shows up, it's definitely with you. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to the Golden Globes because there is some, you know, there is some relevant investing stuff coming out of that. Oh, uh, red carpet! <laughs> um, so psyched. Should we have a red carpet here for this show? No, we absolutely <laughs> should not. Um, quick thing, because last Thursday on the show, I mentioned um, in the wake of the uh, Bristol Myers Squibb uh, deal, Big uh, oncology buy. With, what did they with pay? Celgene. Just a cozy $74 billion. I was, gonna, I was like, is it 35 sticks in my head? Oh, only 74. Only 74 billion. Um, but I was, I was talking to Shannon Jones, who hosts our, the healthcare episode of Industry Focus on Wednesdays. And, one of, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on the show last Thursday or not, but I remember in the conversation with her, one of the things she said was, you know, more, more deals are coming. And in particular with oncology. And cut to this morning, bum, bum, bum. Eli Lilly. Uh, 68% premium or something for. Uh, 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 for uh, Loxo Oncology. Yeah. An $8 billion deal. So, yes, if you're a shareholder of Loxo Oncology, you're having a good day. And, and I wouldn't have been. <laughs> um, so, before I get to my question for you, uh, just a reminder that's one more reason you want to listen to. Uh, Industry focus for insights like that from Shannon mm-hmm. Jones. Um, the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference is is going on this week, so presumably that's where this was announced, right? It was announced there. Um, presumably, more details on the deal coming later this week. Healthcare, such a huge industry. Is it one that you invest in, and if so, how granular do you get? Because for me, it kind of stops with Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, it's tough. I, I've given up trying to invest in. And the uh, what was it? Oxo, Loxo, Loxo, the Loxo uh, oncologies of the world, because I don't know enough to have any sort of edge there. And remember, your edge in investing is pretty thin anyway in terms of knowledge. You're almost never going to have a knowledge edge. You may be able to have a uh, a temperament edge. I think that's a very important edge. Uh, but in terms of uh, trying to pick companies who have drugs that are going to do well or or have technology to make those drugs and then the whole company will be acquired in other words some of these aren't about so much getting just a drug they're about getting the team of people that created the drug and so forth um, I don't do it I'm no good at it there are people out there who are good at it I'm not one of them I, I do invest in healthcare companies I tend to go for something more like uh, an AMN staffing or uh, somebody selling picks and shovels to the hospitals um, Healthcare services, someone doing laundry and uh, and food service at healthcare centers, hospitals, and so on. Uh, a little easier for me to figure out what's going on, and uh, I just feel like there I can have some kind of an edge. At least I can know what's going on. The Golden Globe Awards were last night, and I don't know if they timed it this way, but it certainly is working out well for Roku because Roku this morning released preliminary data for its fourth quarter results and the viewership numbers Woo-hoo! are better than expected and shares of Roku up 20% this morning Ooh, 20 well that's good for me you're a shareholder oh yeah okay I've been for a while I've been I've been a big fan of Roku for a few months now um, 
Certainly today, I understand why you're a fan today. Well, yeah, I might actually be in the positive on that one. Now, Roku is probably still almost down by half from its all-time high just a few months ago. I'm guessing if it's in the $38 or $35 range, I think we were up in the 60s at one point. Um, I didn't buy it there. Um, but yeah, it is very interesting. Um, Netflix was a big winner at the, the, the awards, right? And I saw articles saying, hey, does this mean that things are great for their uh, development strategy? And I don't know that it does. Um, I tend to look at the winner in this, uh, in this entire cord cutting movement as Roku. And I don't mean like that Roku's going to put Netflix out of business or something like that. I mean, if you're looking for a company that stands to uh, benefit from all the competition, Netflix isn't it, right? Because the competition is coming for Netflix. Netflix may continue to do fine, but it's going to be uh, it's going to have a big battle on its hands, right? Roku is sort of the uh, what's the word of the Switzerland of uh, of online streaming, right? Or they're they're agnostic. They have apps for just about every service out there, and they are becoming kind of the default. Uh, Operating system for smart TVs and devices, right? I mean, I my smart TV in my basement. Actually, I've got one. What happens on smart TVs is after a while, if it's a proprietary smart TV, and this was a Samsung, so a pretty big brand, Netflix and others just quit making and updating the apps for the smart TVs. So they they only want to update their Roku app, right, or maybe their Android app. So with Roku, you get all of that. And uh, and Roku also sells advertising on its own channel. They also have a payments platform, so you can pay for stuff that you're watching on these other services through Roku. They could take cuts of that. Roku is is growing very quickly, and I think it's a really interesting investment because of that. They may be the ultimate winner in the cord cutting battle because they're sort of uh, one of and the leading if probably the leading platform in that space, I would say. So, it's interesting when you look at Netflix shares this morning up about 5%, Amazon up a couple of percentage points. I mean, they were both winners at the Golden Globes. See, that just makes me laugh so much. Because, like, what, do people really care about quality? And if we call the Golden Globes award winners quality, I mean, this is, this is what's crazy. I had not heard of any of these Netflix Winners and I watch Netflix a fair amount. Like, how do they not bubble this up to me? It, it is interesting because the you look at, and we've seen this trend really for the last decade, uh, where the Golden Globes you've got television awards and um, sort of uh, movie awards as well. It, particularly with the television awards, we've just seen this very steady trend of broadcast television just dropping when it comes to the awards and. Whether it's Netflix, uh, HBO, Amazon, you know, Hulu's even gotten some award nominations and wins here and there. Um, it, it's really pretty surprising. Yeah, yeah, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, if you well, think, yeah, I was I just going to say maybe it's not all that surprising. Kind of going for uh, what they what you know you might qualify or this is a loaded term, but a lowest common denominator sort. Of, I mean, they they're. Network television, I think, still has. I, f- I feel like when I see the shows, the mindset is like pie in the face that my 70 year old uncle would have laughed at when he was 50. You know what I mean? That's, that's just what I see from a lot of network television. And Netflix, good for them, decided we're going to do some stuff that's, you know, and originally it was stuff that had been rejected by the main studios, right? A lot of interesting stuff out there. The problem is, of course, for Netflix is that in order to be as big as they are, they have to 
pretty much say yes to almost everything right now. So as a result, you know, they're sending me ads. They sent me an email to try to get me to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Swear to God, an email like I don't get emails on, from anything, and they sent like new you, season of Sabrina. I don't know that you're the demo for that. No, and it was also it was kind of I thought it was creepy. It was like a Lolita kind of picture. She was sprawled out, this like young girl that you remember from Mad Men when she was little. Like I felt grossed out by it. <laughs> so I don't I, I don't I don't understand. But the, what I do get from Netflix these days is there's so much original material. Some of it is amazing, like the Lemony Snicket series on there, just incredible. Neil Patrick Harris. Doing a great job, and then there's a lot of stuff that's really not very good. I don't think so. They have done so much, and then you've got others coming. And apparently, Walmart Voodoo might be doing original programming. You've got Amazon doing some original programming, some of it pretty good. Uh, but I mean, you've got some real problems if you're Netflix. If you've got you know Disney coming out with their service, you've got DC doing their own service, DC Comics. You've got if I can read my tiny writing, Time Warner doing one. You've got Facebook Watch coming out with some original programming. I'm not sure what that will be. Apple is doing something, which primarily is Reese Witherspoon and Oprah at this point, which seems kind of a narrow demographic to me. But I suppose they know what they're doing. So there's a lot of competition, and that's why, to circle back to Roku, I think that by going with a platform that is agnostic and stands to carry all of these services to every TV, I think you probably uh, have a very interesting opportunity there. Well, and if you just think about the basic business model of broadcast television, we'll put basic cable aside for the moment, but just the the model, uh, the reason a company like Netflix is so attractive to Showrunners is because if you're doing a deal with CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, you're in for. They're saying, "Look, we're going to give you. We're probably going to give you more money than Netflix, but in return for that, we're going to need 22 episodes. We're going to, you know, you're going to have to go on this schedule." Whereas Netflix, and obviously Amazon Prime, Hulu, and others, they're not laying out as much cash per show necessarily. But the amount of freedom and the fact that it's like, oh, you want to do ten episodes? You want to do eight episodes? That's fine. Yeah, we can we can find a price that works. Or if broadcast television is never going to find a price a good price for an eight episode. Uh, more on the Golden Globes in just a second. But a quick shout out to LinkedIn. Making that perfect hire can help set your team up for success in the new year. But where are you going to find that person? That's why when it comes to posting your job. Go where you have access to an engaged community that people visit every day. And yeah, I'm talking about LinkedIn. Most LinkedIn members aren't checking job boards regularly, but nine out of 10 LinkedIn members are open to and interested in new opportunities like yours. With most of the US workforce on LinkedIn, posting on LinkedIn is the best way to get your job opportunity in front of more of the right people. It's no wonder that a hire is made every eight seconds using LinkedIn. Every eight seconds! Find the right people for your business this year at linkedin.com slash fool and get $50 off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash fool. And, as mentioned at the top of the show, terms and conditions apply. Um, three quick things from the Golden Globes. Uh, one, uh, at one point when, uh, I think it was when the marvelous Mrs. Maisel won an award, uh, Amazon had won an award. And whoever was doing the thanking on stage was name checking a lot of people, and one of the people was Jeff. Jeff. And, it, and they cut to Jeff Bezos, who's sitting there watching. And I just thought, 
I don't Does know. Does he really I, warrant a one a one I, name name? I don't know why I find it amusing that the wealthiest person on the planet is just name checked by first name only, but I do find it. Um, two, Carol Burnett getting an award. I you didn't watch the awards. I, didn't I did. Watch. I, I watched them. I, if I had known Carol Burnett would be on, I might have watched. Um, one of the funniest people in history. Yes, and uh, an award was created in her name, so she was the first winner of said award for for television achievement. And I'm sure for a lot of people who um, either watch the awards or are just reading the news coverage and scratching their heads and wondering, like, well, who? Oh, I think I know who she was. An absolute groundbreaking performer, first woman to ever host a variety show. So not only her own stuff was funny, but just did an amazing job with that show, bringing in that cast with all those other people. Corman, Tim Conway, I mean, yeah. people Vicky were Lawrence. just Vicky, they were hilarious. Yeah, and in the same way that we talk about, you know, businesses that have great CEOs, and one of the things we like to see is they've surrounded themselves with great executive talent. That's basically what Carol Burnett did with her show. She yeah. was not one of these people who's like, oh, I need to get all the laughs. She knew that if people were laughing at anyone on her show, they were laughing at her show. Yeah. Um, the Walmart commercial, um, and I sent you the the YouTube clip cl- clip for this. Um, uh, Walmart had an ad, and I'll put this out on the Market Flurry Twitter feed. We'll all have to watch it because somehow I didn't do it before. <laughs> I didn't do my homework, but I know the gist. It was it was great. So the the purpose of the ad was to sort of get across that Walmart is doing. Uh, more and more to help customers get their stuff. Some of that involves delivery, but some of that involves pickup. And the way that Which they people really seem to like to do order on the app and pick it up. I just, guess that's because you know when you're getting it. Right, and just drive by and pick it up. And what they did for this commercial to demonstrate how easy it is to to pick up stuff at Walmart is they had all of these iconic vehicles. From television and movies, they had the Batmobile, they had uh, Doc Brown's DeLorean from Back to the Future, uh, Kit the Talking Car, which only geezers like you and me remember from Knight Rider, Bumblebee from Transformers. Ah. And it was fantastic. Although, when I was telling you about the ad, what was your reaction? Well, we know there are some important cars that don't, don't seem to be there. Christine. Where was Christine? <laughs> Christine had the same reaction of the one of the Email one of the news emails I get from the Wall Street Journal, same sort of thing. They were like, "Where was Christine?" For those unfamiliar, Christine, the uh, the nineteen fifty eight Plymouth Fury um, murderer, possessed by <laughs> possessed by hell, Demons basically or something. The, and not surprising that it was a Stephen King novel yeah. turned into a movie. But yeah, well, where was have, Christine? Do they have Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? They did not. They had. Um, they, they had Bert's car from like Cannonball Run. No, they had uh, uh, the the pumpkin for, that turns into the carriage from Cinderella. Um, They're going mass market. Well, yeah, even more seventies, those like convoy kind of things. Well, look, along with the murdering Plymouth, they had Kit the talking car, and yeah, I think I think probably just as well that you and I were not in on the decision making process Next there. Walmart, give us a call. We've got notes. <laughs> We've got notes. Is that, you think how that meeting goes down? They show us the commercial. If we're greenlighting this, we're like, yeah. "Look, I love the direction, but if you could just add a vehicle that actually murders people, just we think it'll be better." Right in front of the store, right at the end. We You're, think that would be great for uh, for walk-in traffic. Yeah. Nobody wants our notes. Nobody today. wants. It. Not on that. Uh, Seth, Jason, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about in The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. 
We'll see you tomorrow.